This sort of scheme becomes a power grab and ends up being something that allows health data to be used to govern access to public spaces and to workplaces. A new travel pass app created by the International Air Transport Association. If you're vaccinated, you can upload a copy of your certificate. Sporting events like the Summer Olympics, ticket distribution companies like Ticketmaster and cruise lines are among those planning to require proof of COVID-19 vaccination. White House said, Gil, that the federal government won't mandate those passports. Could Governor Pritzker do it here in Illinois, though, on a state level? Vaccine passports raise concerns along ethical and logistical lines. We wanted to start this new format with a timely topic. And for the month of May, Grant and I will be discussing COVID-19 vaccine passports. Now, first of all, what is a vaccine passport? It's essentially what a lot of local and state governments have touted as a, a means to make sure people are vaccinated. So Grant and I, who have been vaccinated ourselves, would carry around a card uh, issued by the CDC that I'm sure you've all seen when you go and get your, your vaccine. It's signed off. Uh, what says what vaccine you got, uh, who administered it, etc. And you provide that as proof or you put that information into an app on your phone. And that data is then either tracked or you can have a QR code that uh, is just stores your data in your own device and doesn't go actually on uh, any other registry. And then you provide that information to an airport, uh, a concert venue, a ticket master, um, just so you can go to these certain events and try to break into some normalcy uh, among the pandemic. Uh, now, the question is, is this right? Is this something that we should require to get back to normal times? Um, so what we did was we put out a couple feeling thermometers out in the, the ether on social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and even a Google uh, Forms like survey thing that we're kind of playing with just to try to garner some social engagement and, and work with the people who are following us, who are listening to us, and maybe grow that following with more uh, audience engagement because we want to hear from you. We want to hear from the people who actually are affected by this. I don't really much care for... Uh, people who are on on the, on the news and experts, et cetera, giving us their professional opinions because they aren't the ones every uh, that are getting affected by this every day or day by day. Th those of us who are actually in the trenches of life, who have to go to work, have to ride the bus, have to go on an airplane to go for work or for or even just for pleasure, uh, are going to be affected by this. So the question is: Is this a uh, a happy medium to get back to normalcy? Uh, so I guess I'm going to first pose the question to Grant. Uh, just knee-jerk reaction. This is how we frame the question to everyone out there in, in the ether. Uh, should COVID-19 passports be required? Um, all right. Well, okay. Just to get it out of the way, knee-jerk, my own personal honest reaction, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. I would wager to bet that lots of people would tend to agree with that. However, I see the points that are made in favor of them, which I was going to try and just argue for today. Cause I'm curious, I guess just get to your, your reaction off the bat too. Like where would you stand on this issue? Alan knee jerk reaction. I mean, my knee jerk reaction is no, uh, <laughs> on a principal level across the board. No, uh, should, should, should we have a society in which we're proving our health record to others? Um, now people have argued that you know you need the vaccines to go to school uh you need i was gonna say like these things already exist like it's not a novel concept like yeah like you said to go to any public school in this country you need to prove that you have 
gotten X vaccinations. And I, I think that's that's a different story than actually having an app on your phone, giving it to a larger conglomerate like an airline. Uh, school mm-hmm. districts are going to have more of a paper trail or just a smaller in-house computer system that keeps track of, like, if Johnny is vaccinated, it's a yes or no. And then after Johnny graduates, the school doesn't much care to keep that data. And there's no real benefit to them selling that data or having that information. And it, 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 so there's a little bit of a different, I think, a security aspect, especially because now the conversation is in 2021, uh, where cybersecurity is a massive thing. Uh, personal data we know is being scraped off of all these apps. Um I don't know if I necessarily disagree with the the sentiment behind making sure everyone's vaccinated. Like if I if I'm a private business and I want people to come into my store who are vaccinated only, I believe that that private business has a right to do so. Um, mm-hmm. I don't agree with a Gestapo coming around and checking your vaccine vaccine records and your the privacy of your own home or property property or uh, just your everyday you know going about your life. Um, there, is there a happy medium there? I, I think there is. I think uh, I'd rather have a society in which we we encourage people to have the goodwill to vaccinate themselves, especially with the fact that the vaccines are 90-something percent effective. Um, the studies are all clear. Vaccines are safe. Uh, so that that debate aside, because that's an entire different topic for entire yeah, I guess moment. we need to we need to clarify this because anytime you bring up anything involving the word vaccine in the year twenty twenty one, you have to like preface it with like, oh no, we're not. It's like no, it can't. It does not need to get lumped into we're anti vax. We are. I think nobody should get a vaccine ever. Like that is not what is being discussed right now. Right. We have both been vaccinated, so that again, just like very clear, that's not the argument that IRS is going to make or try and argue for or against. It's yep. it's the having to prove that you have been vaccinated to have access to certain things, travel venues, eating in a restaurant. Yep, and, and yeah, solely and, the the ethical and logistical uh, arguments for and against uh, having these types of passports to yeah try to get ourselves back to normalcy. Um, this is this is not, like Grant said, uh, not an argument for or against vaccines, but it's also not an argument for or against uh, how dangerous COVID-19 is or is not. Like, I know there's a lot of stuff out there that's like, you know, obviously we, we've we've taken extremes on this pandemic. Um, the, the question, though, is, is, is here. We have to address the question without ripping each other's faces off and actually discuss how to move forward as a society. Is this one of the right paths? Is this the happy medium that we all decide, okay, well, if we want to stop wearing masks and socially distancing and having all these regula- regulations and restricting restaurants, is a vaccine passport the right way to do it so everyone's happy? I would contend no, but I, I'm open to discussing what to do otherwise. You brought up the point of like, is this a conversation about how dangerous the disease COVID-19 actually is? And I think that actually does play a role in this discussion about vaccine passports. Because, like, going to school, making sure your kids have been vaccinated, like, this isn't, like, smallpox or, like, polio or something, you know? Like, this is a different thing. It's new, and so it could be argued that it is more dangerous because of that, but... I don't know what what makes it different. Like why why can't why couldn't a university say, hey, if you don't have a a thing that says, hey, I've been vaccinated, um, they don't want to let you on their campus. Like what is actually wrong with that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I not nothing in the sense of, of making sure that you have a vaccine record that is private between you and the, and the the 
the what do you want to call it the administrative office um i think the new the new thing here is it, it's not just that it, it's now a, a passport that allows you to verify for everything for a, a concert going to a concert going to a ball game going to going on a plane to go visit your friends or go on a vacation or whatever. And obviously the simplistic way to do that logistically is to put an app on your phone or to have it in your phone rather than having a paper or a trail, which is just, you know, it, it, that's, that's paperwork that people don't want to do. So with convenience, we're losing security because I think that's, that's an easy way to have your health information available to more people than you want. You're making the choice to apply to a university who has a contingency on enrolling that you're vaccinated with with meningitis and mumps and and hepatitis a b and c and all these things that that you know people should get vaccinated for because it helps the common the, the public good and the public health but you're, you're not giving that to anybody you're not just you're not walking through a threshold in, in each class and showing a professor your health record the professors don't know I mean, obviously, they're going to assume that you're vaccinated because you're you're there, but you're not showing them. You, it, the less hands on it, I think, the better. Um, now, I wouldn't argue then in favor of like a, a federal registry where the federal government knows that you're vaccinated and and therefore you know you're all good and and everyone else needs to just put their faith in the government. Um, but I think that's the difference. the The, the difference is. The, the intrusiveness of of where we're going. We don't do this for the flu. We, I mean, right now we don't do it for the for the for polio or even for for hepatitis or for for like you said for uh uh, uh what'd you say smallpox smallpox um <laughs> for smallpox like I don't need to show that when I go to a brewer game yeah or a baseball game right I I, I don't need to show that they not that they don't care but it's 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 kind of like a, a common sense right most places even if you walk up to them and you're fucking sneezing and coughing all over the place they're not going to turn you away like mm -hmm. like when's the last time i heard about somebody trying to go into a place well before 2020 obviously before you try to go into a place and you're like visibly ill and they're like no 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 you can't come in here right like that doesn't happen that didn't no. happen no but I would argue that a private business, if, if, if you have a private restaurant or a small restaurant or a mom-and-pop shop or even Walmart, if a Walmart grader wants to turn you away, they have every daggone right to do so. Um, but they don't because, I mean, there there are certain risks and conveniences and things we take when we go out. I mean, you arguably will have a higher chance of dying on the freeway in a car accident than you would from dying from COVID-19. That doesn't mean we still take, we shouldn't take precautions and COVID-19 mm -hmm. still has a lot of long-term studies that come out that are, you know, pulmonary issues and heart issues and whatnot that we don't know yeah, about. Oh yeah. I don't know. I just, I just don't like the idea of having a, a, a verification thing that I have to show every checkpoint that i go to like are we going to start doing interstate checkpoints that i can't enter the state of x y and z before i show yeah i mean and they were they were dabbling with that during lockdowns in 2020 too right it's like going from state to state like you you had to it was like a mandatory two-week quarantine on your end and on their end so it's like here's a month you're committing yourself to before you can freely go anywhere right depending on the state and where you are in the country. But I mean, and also in terms of travel, like outside of the U S that's also been a thing in other countries. Like you can't go to like fucking Africa or something without getting X, Y, and Z shot for X disease. Like right. that's already been a thing too. So it's like, again, it's not a novel thing for that. 
So where where is there a line that you need to draw, and is it just like who is who is mandating these things? Like, I, yeah, I guess what what is the line that needs to get drawn here? Well, I guess it, it's uh, the, like, it, it's the nature in which it's implemented. The reason why you have to have certain vaccinations to go to Europe is usually in part because Europe demands it of the people entering their country. So that's on the mm-hmm. European end. That's their own decision-making. Um, and as an American citizen, it's up to them. I don't care. If I want to go travel there, I'm making that choice to go there. I and I, I need to abide by their rules. Um, mm-hmm. Just like I can't, I can't break a law while I'm there under their law because then I'm subject to their jurisdiction. Um, but... Uh, in the same way, if an 18-year-old who lives in Germany who can drink freely in Germany comes to the United States, that 18-year-old can't drink in the United States because they're not 21. So that guy goes both well, ways. Let's, let's, I'm going to play an unfair game here for a second and Perfect. see how you respond to it. Let's just assume that the lockdowns are necessary. Like, like I, I, again, I don't necessarily agree with that, but let's just like assume a world where like lockdowns should be mandated for protection of people's health and safety. Now we have this vaccine that's coming out that we're rolling out to people. Um, and people want to get back to normal life. They want to go to concerts. They want to go to fairs. They want to go to all these like theaters and stuff. Me being vaccinated, being a person who's like, hasn't been able to do anything in a world where lockdowns have been necessary to help me, now I can go out and do stuff again. Um, and the price I need to pay to do that is to show that I have been vaccinated, which I can do. And so if I'm going to play a pro- like completely selfish game right now and say, hey, I can do this thing. Um, and the fact that anyone else who wants to do that thing in my vicinity has also been vaccinated, then I can almost 100% ensure that I'm not going to get sick. I don't see the downside in that. If I just totally ignore like a hundred other factors, <laughs> now let's bring those factors back in. What what would you think is is wrong with that kind of thinking? Uh, I mean you're you're really giving up your. This is this is what makes it difficult with public health crisis because when I if I'm going to say you're giving up your free your freedom to choose whether or not you want a vaccine, whether that's good or not for you, um, that ignores the public good in getting a vaccine. Um, it's like the, the common, like if, if, if everyone abided by the speed limit, we wouldn't need speed limit signs. Right. Um, body autonomy is a thing, but should that come with a price, I guess is right. And that's putting it in simpler terms. Right. And I think that's where we get the, the, the conversation gets its teeth when we start going at each other, especially with a partisan lens, which is so frustrating. Um, and that's a theme that it's, that's been, uh, even prior to, to us kind of shifting gears in the podcast. Um, we just have to talk about these issues. We have to, there's, there's a thousand different caveats. I mean, you said, you said yourself, even to make that point, you had to throw away a hundred other different, different thought processes, um, to get there. And it's like, I, I still have questions. I still have, you know, I, I, my biggest concern with the, the passport is solely the, the information, the data, the way that we're going to do it. If if you tell me that you are okay with uh, showing your little CDC paper card out of your wallet, and that, that's, I think that's one thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I still think it's kind of a, a weird thing to do because we don't do it for anything else other than for, like, like I said, you're working with a public or not a public, an administrative official in a, in a school that has your name on a yes or no 
uh, ledger and you're good to go. And that's the extent. Now we're, we're talking in the next step is where you're going to flash this at a checkpoint to say that, oh, yes, I am. I'm, I am a person with a vaccine. Um, if, now, the step further is what scares me more is that we're going to put that on my phone, even if it's housed only in my phone uh, and, and not on the cloud or any, anything else or on a registry, uh, that data can still be scraped. That data is still subject to, to, to lots of issues. And that from a security standpoint, from a, uh, from my health data, uh, information safety standpoint, that that's scary to me. It's, it's a precedent that I don't want it's, to set. It's got a, a, a Chinese social credit score vibe yeah. to it. Yes. A little bit. Yes. But, but the mark of a free market and, and our society is that letting private business do what they want. And, and if, if I want to patron a, a business that does not require vaccine passports, then I can't. But you, you could probably make the argument, too, that like what bus, what businesses do you think frame it as a question? What businesses do you think would do better? The businesses that are requiring your verification of vaccination or their businesses that are like, we don't give a shit. You can come in and you can do what you used to do years ago. And vaccine or no, COVID or no, mask or no, come in, do your thing, and we will not stop you. We will not judge you. Which business is, is profiting more in that scenario? Do you think? I, I, that's a good question. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I think. I think it, it, usually the way it works, it's kind of a bell curve. So usually, what happens is at the very beginning. It's very popular to be contrarian. It's very popular to go against the grain. It's very popular to go against the, you know, against the man, whether the man be the government or the man be the, the social pressure of, of vaccination. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to go against the grain. But then people start catching on to the fact that there's a higher demand for just feeling better about yourself. That's why masks became, we were at like 80% uh, of the populace was, was masking up at, at the highest point of the pandemic. And was that because people actually believed that masks were working? Now, obviously, we know the science masks work, but it was more so because people just were tired of being either yelled at or told to, or they just wanted they they wanted to do it to make people around them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that had that public opinion has a a real strong force. I think that's what we're going to see with the vaccine the vaccine uh, passports and even the vaccines. So. Uh, I, I think it's going to start where the businesses who are saying, yeah, screw that. They're going to start having a better, better show of force, but eventually they're going to have to start doing it themselves if they want to survive. I, I think that's going to, how, how it's going to go. Bell really? Curve. I do. Fascinating. Here's a clip. Vaccine passports raise concerns along ethical and logistical lines. As New York introduces a vaccine passport, Florida's governor rules it out. It's completely unacceptable for either the government or the private sector to impose upon you uh, the requirement that you show proof of vaccine to just simply be able to participate in normal society. You want to go to a movie theater? Should you have to show that? No. You want to go to a game? Do you, no. You want to go to a theme park? No. So we're not supportive of that. The governor says he won't allow businesses to refuse service to people who can't prove they've been vaccinated. So uh, this is interesting because now there are a lot of people in uh, the uh, economic realm debating whether or not this is going to be good for business in Florida. 
the question that you and I had had discussed earlier is whether or not the companies that are going to be requiring vaccine passports will actually have the leg up on companies that don't. What will the free market decide? Will we rather patron people who are actually requiring this? Do they do we perceive them as having uh, uh, more care for the public health? Well, there already is some uh, upcoming uh information from the cruise lines in Florida. Norwegian CEO Frank Del Rio told analysts that the company's earnings could take a massive hit, especially because they're looking at pulling out of Florida, which is a massive port, of course, if you know what the state of Florida looks like, uh, on the Gulf and the uh, Atlantic Ocean. But if if these cruise lines pull out because they disagree with the restriction on the on the vaccine passport because they themselves want to make sure as well as other countries that the cruise ship could be going to they want to ensure that the uh, the passengers are vaccinated is this the right course of action so i guess just grant just quick preliminary thoughts is this the right way to handle this if if you and i are on principle against against the government mandating it is the correct opposite course of action for the government to fine private business or really any place uh, who even thinks about requiring it. So DeSantis banning it from, from the question of whether the government commanded it, I'm on board with pretty much 100%. And I, th- I would tend to think that you would agree with me on that. Mm-hmm. Private business, though, that that's like fundamental to your rights as a business owner, as a property owner, to exclude those that you do not want on your property. That could get into some obviously like iffy territory, but like it's private business, you know. Right. They they have the say. Like it's private, private right. property. Right. Um, it's in you know our constitution. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna bring up a counterpoint here where it's like there's this argument going around which I think is valid. So it's like say you have a phone app that that's the only way you can show it. Well, what about like less fortunate, less privileged communities, inner city communities, lower income families who don't have access to a phone, don't even have, have general access to health care or the means to get a vaccine? What then? Right. Are they just totally excluded from a private business because of that? Well, and or does I'd... that cross into the line of just straight up discrimination? Not only that, but just general leisure of travel Mm -hmm. uh i mean already you could argue that airline prices kind of restrict people who are lower income from ever going to disney world or disneyland um not that it's necessary but it's a pretty cool experience as a kid and if you don't make as much you you have to save up for what what is a disney ticket right now is 180 bucks a pop oh it's insane yeah and and not to mention the airfare and the hotel fees and etc that's just to get into the park and I'm sure they have parking fees too. And, you know, I I think when you're requiring people to have proof of vaccination to do basic things like go grocery shopping, that's where the problem starts to be a major eyebrow raiser for me. If airlines want to require it because of the safety of travel to other countries or other states because of provisions that exist there... Um, I don't think that's as it's not as restrictive because it's already kind of restrictive to begin with. So mm-hmm. it might add another layer of restriction, but I don't think it adds more. I think the the bigger question is 
especially for grocery shopping or for schooling or for uh, you know, going to your local store, going to the post office, going to your local legislator's office to, to lobby and, and talk to them. Um, but, you know, if you need to be vac- vaccinated to do those things, those, those general uh, basic necessities of life, that, that's a different question. Um, so in this case, is it a good thing that the governor of Florida is restricting the rights of private run businesses? No, and I, I think that's, the, that's the, fun, the, the fun conversation that exists here is that I agree with the sentiment. I don't agree with the implementation of banning private businesses from doing what they want. If I, as a private business owner or as a private school or public school or whatever, or even even uh, uh, local cities or, or counties want to have some kind of provisions, I don't agree with the governor of, of a state or the state government coming in and restricting that, that uh, requirement. I think um, I think a private business should have every right uh, to deciding who who comes into their store or not, so long as it's not discriminating based on what's laid out in the Constitution, um, both state and federal. Is that like a different? So, like, there's all this hubbub going around about for a while about voter ID laws, ah, and how that's you know mm-hmm. restricting people from lower income communities because they're less likely to have, um access to a photo id basically right. or a state real id quote unquote um so is that just like an inadvertent way to discriminate against those groups of people like isn't that against the law to discriminate <laughs> well I, like it's not inherently like oh we're we're discriminating based on race but that's the argument that gets made so well, and I think that that's that's why I have a problem with the government, whether it be local, state, or federal, uh, making those decisions and setting these precedents, especially with the advent of the unequal access to getting these things. I've always been in favor of voter ID laws so long as we make it more accessible for everyone who is a citizen to get an adequate ID. Mm-hmm. Too often are there are there these issues or these stories that come up in, in – uh, in an, an urban area that only has one DMV open at odd hours every other Thursday because, one, they don't have the resources or the staff to, to staff it any further. And then you have a, a single mother with four kids and two jobs, and her, the last thing on her priority list is to take time on a Saturday when she's trying to do laundry or ter, or, or working her third job on the weekend uh, or just take her kids to some kind of extracurricular to make their lives a little bit better. Um, the last thing on her mind is to go to the DMV especially when the DMV makes you wait four hours. So, you know, I don't think, obviously, if, 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 if you make the time, you can do it. But making the time is so much easier said than done. That doesn't take into account a lot of people's situations. So I'm for voter ID laws so long as we make sure we make it easier for those specific case-by-case basis uh, and, and allow people to get the ID because I think voter security is important. But it needs to be transparent. It needs to be done correctly. Uh, I think that's okay to be mandated because that's a, that's a voting in a federal or, or state election that requires some verification. When it comes to f- vaccine passports, though, you're now you're at the behest of what is available in the healthcare systems that exist in places that don't have enough access or, or resources to begin with. So now you're restricting people potentially either of color, of different gender, of different 
cultural background of different religion, whatever, uh, that now they can't get the vaccine as quickly as an affluent white neighborhood in suburban California. And, and, and now, you, you know, you're right. Is, is it is the mandate itself or, or is the requirement of a vaccine passport itself racist or, or sexist or, or whatever? No, but I think the precedent sets that it can be used that way. And I mean, obviously, never, good, never let a good crisis go to waste. I think the people who are in power, regardless of their ethnicity, their religion, their race, what their creed, I think power is power. Money is money. And when you're at that level, uh, you, you're in favor of the people who are in your corner, which is other elites and other affluent people. And those are the people who are going to cater to, you're going to cater to first. And they're going to be the ones who, who benefit from this the most. And so that way it's discriminatory. Is it intentionally discriminatory? I think it's just a, a, a massive side effect that people don't give a shit about. And that's the problem. For me, it's less about. I mean, there's clearly like the 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 ethical question of it, but there's also like the bodily autonomy side of it, where it's like you can't like it's not anti-vax to say, "Hey, I have questions about this thing," right? Because it's just it, there 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 there's no answers to those questions. I agree, and so because of that, I am taking my own risk i've made the assessment and from there i have decided no i am not getting this thing and so because of that is that the price i have to pay like i don't ever get to go to a bar again i don't ever get to go to uh, a water park again like it seems steep but is that where we're going is that where we're headed and if that is where we're headed then where does that leave us does that lead to something else or does it stop there? Does it go back to normal eventually where it's like, oh, we've all reached quote unquote herd immunity or does it just never end? Well, I mean, the question is public trust, right? You, we all get on uh, buses and airplanes and Ubers and uh, things with other people all the time. And we congregate in, in groups. We, we go to vigils when someone dies. We go to uh, parties when, when someone comes back home from from something dangerous some we go to concerts and, and sports events and we all cheer and shake each other's hands and give high fives and and, and, and while all while drinking might i add that it, that it impairs and, and and you know causes you to have a lapse in judgment potentially so we have a we have a, we have a trust in ourselves and each other i mean this hasn't happened with the flu and I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to compare the two, but this is the most, I mean. An unprecedented amount of people die of the flu every year, too. Right. And that, so that's my point, is that even even if COVID-19 kills more than the flu has um, per capita or by, by year or by month, it doesn't matter. One death is too many, you know, honestly, and that sucks. But, you know, are we really going to subject ourselves to just giving our health information our personal information is it is it anyone's business to know that i've gotten vaccinated unless i'm actually going i mean if you're going to a, a, a ball game and everyone around there you know you have to assume that 90 percent of them have been have been vaccinated and then those 10 percent that haven't been aren't going to infiltrate the herd immunity that exists and you're fine 
like not not a thousand this is how i was going to say a thousand percent not a hundred percent of people have gotten vaccinated against polio but enough people have gotten vaccinated against polio where polio is effectively eradicated mm-hmm. so we don't have vaccination uh requirements for for polio or vaccination records for polio anymore because it's, it's eradicated and it works. I guess I one one final point for me just to kind of tie everything together. Maybe question I would ask is, so <clears throat> society, the United States has decided beyond government mandate. It's just like the businesses that require those, those are the ones that are going to survive. So everyone's on board. 97, 98% of the population's like, all right, I'll, I'll give up this to be able to have this other freedom, basically. Yep. Um, you still leave a, an X amount of people out. You're still inadvertently harming another group of people that they're not necessarily the ones who are like, mm, oh, no, I didn't want the vaccine. Maybe they just they're completely allergic to it. Maybe they're yeah, like they're, there's any other amount of reason than, oh, I just I don't want to get it because I'm anti-vax like. Is that is that a trade off? Like, yeah, society has left these people in behind. What about what about a single mother who's pregnant with with a deadbeat father to be, or who's left the picture and and now she can't get vaccinated because the CDC and the FDA and and Pfizer, Moderna, all of them have said that uh, you know out of an abundance of caution, just because pregnancy is is delicate to begin with. Don't get vaccinated when you're pregnant. Okay, so now for nine months, this mother can't go and do things because her local grocery store is requiring a vaccine passport because the government told them to. Mm-hmm. Or they decided to on their own volition. See, that that now that's a problem that I have. Uh, that's not taking into account those case-by-case case Well, okay, well, you could order groceries and have someone ship it to you because we live in a Postmates society. But... I, I, so is that is that a situation where fighting the fire with the fire of no, not even private businesses get to decide that we're banning it? Well, because right. the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is trying to prevent the infringement on other people's rights. And I understand yeah. the sentiment. I agree with it. I don't I don't I don't know, though, if it's it's like you're you're right. Is it playing fire with fire? But it's also like because, I, I mean, Supreme Court cases come through all the time with private businesses as either the plaintiff or the defendant. Uh, they and they 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 are subject to constitutional law. You cannot discriminate on on the basis of 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 sexual orientation or sex yeah. or or uh, or race. Um, Any immutable characteristic, yeah. Right. I mean, Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal. You can't a private business can't have two separate bathrooms for people who are white or black. That the, the the very common known Jim Crow era law that was horrible, separate but equal, is unconstitutional, and that was a private business. So does the government have a vested interest in public freedom? To you know uh, that mother who I just described, who's pregnant, who needs to go to the grocery store, does the, does does Florida have a vested interest in protecting her individual liberty, her uh, uh, ability to go to the grocery store whenever she damn well pleases, without having to show or flash her vaccine passport? I don't know. I think this is a a really interesting. Does, does that inadvertently infringe on the rights of other individuals who own private businesses? Well, and the the question the question is too. Um, 
you know, is, is this even legal to, to require vaccine passports? We'll jump right in. The White House said, Gil, that the federal government won't mandate those passports. Could Governor Pritzker do it here in Illinois, though, on a state level? He probably can, and his authority goes all the way back to a 1905 Supreme Court case, which says that states can require vaccinations on penalty of payment of a fine for the good of the public health. Well, exactly. But the bigger thing here that I'm interested in is the, is the public opinion, because the court of a public of public opinion, especially with the advent of social media, is probably most important to me right now. Um, we actually ran a few polls, both on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, we even had a survey online that was anonymous. And uh, the overwhelming majority of the answers were in the negative against vaccine passports. The, but I phrased it in a way that was kind of a knee-jerky response. And that was the point because this needs to be fleshed out. There are caveats, of course. But I asked the question. I didn't even ask a question. I posed a statement. I said, COVID-19 vaccine passports should be required. Do you agree or do you disagree? And the overwhelming majority said disagree. And a lot of the, of, of the responses actually fueled the points that Grant and I made in this podcast. Um, but there's so much more to be had. So we're going to do more surveys. We're going to do more feeling thermometers. We're going to ask people to come on, give their two cents, give their opinion, whether it be a personal story or perspective or maybe even a professional uh, insight on, on what's going on and maybe even a legal expertise uh, uh, angle on vaccine passports and what it means for the social discourse moving forward. The most important part, though, is we have to be able to talk about this. It's an important topic. It's a timely topic, and it's the topic that we're going to do for the month of May. So tune back in for our next episode on COVID vaccine passports. Uh, I appreciate the talk, Grant, but we'll be back soon. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Cheers, man. All right. Cheers, everybody. Take it easy. Thank you for joining the Kogan Conversation. Be sure to like, share, and follow us on all social media platforms. This podcast is available in video form on Facebook and YouTube and audio on all platforms where podcasts are supported. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just a few bucks a month can really help us grow. Visit us online at www.thekoganconvo.com for more details.